Welcome to Work Your Way Up, a podcast channel for everyone thriving and striving to climb up the corporate ladder. You'll hear about the wins, challenges, what ifs, and could have beens of people coming from different career paths. Join Angel as she shares insights from guests and from her own corporate adventure. If you're ready to take your career to the next level, let's get started. Hi everyone, it's Angel here. Welcome to Work Your Way Up. How's your week been? Did you have any chance of executing or practicing the technique I've shared last week on sharing or stating your opinion without engaging in an argument? If there wasn't a chance because your week went so smoothly, then good for you. If you got into a situation where you were able to apply the SOW technique and it was a success, then congratulations, I'm really happy for you. But if you tried it and failed because maybe your emotion got in the way or for any other reason, don't worry. Every action item that we discuss in this podcast are not expected to be perfected in one instance. Give yourself time to adapt and adjust. As long as you always keep the technique in mind, it will soon just incorporate into your very core. Actually, the tips that I share here from my own experience, I did not learn them overnight. In fact, I had to continuously push myself to stick to them because I always go back to my old ways. It's really more like breaking a bad habit. It's definitely not easy. But all you have to give to yourself is time and persistency. As the famous saying goes, A river cuts through a rock, not because of its power, but because of its persistence. Before I formally welcome you to today's episode, let me share with you a trivia, which you may already know. All right, so here it is. Did you know that EQ, or emotional intelligence, is one of the top soft skills that employers now look for from the future leaders? In fact, according to LinkedIn's data, people with high EQ are getting hired and promoted at a faster rate than others. And that's based on 660 million plus professionals and 20 million plus jobs. And EQ, as you may already know, is basically the ability to understand and manage your own emotions and that of others. So what does it mean for you and I? It means that what we are doing now, as in studying and learning how we can manage our emotions and that of our bosses and even understanding different personalities like what we will be talking about today, will help equip us for what employers look for in their new generation of executives. That's how important what we're doing now is. So, for today's episode, we will talk about the pros and cons or the advantages and disadvantages of the common types of bosses in order for us to look at them more objectively instead of subjectively based on just what we feel. This will help us remove personal biases, allowing us to see our bosses as a human being with his or her own strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, not someone in the pedestal that we really adore or someone in the pit that we hate so much. Also, 
This episode will help us manage our emotions, especially on times when we're annoyed, upset, or disappointed towards our bosses. This will prevent any further emotional breakdowns like the examples I mentioned last week. So, without any further ado, let's get started. The common types of bosses I will share with you today is based on one of the very popular personality profiling system, and it's called DISC, as in D-I-S-C. I think it's as popular as Myers-Briggs tests, another personality test heavily used in the academe. If you don't have any idea about DISC, I'll give you a brief background, but we won't be talking much about its technical details because we will have a separate episode for it in the coming weeks. Anyway, basically DISC is an acronym and it stands for the four different types of personality profiles. This system has gone through so many changes and development since the time it was first introduced by Empedocles in 444 BC. So it's, it has been a very, very long time ago. DISC stands for Dominant, Influencer, Supportive, and Compliant. And DISC, this profiling system, is also very popular in the corporate world. A lot of companies use it for the management of their internal employees or even during recruitment. Personally, I have been using DISC now for almost six years. We use it heavily in our company during recruitment. In fact, we also use it with our existing employees and it helps us you know, better interact with our team members. It gives us insights on how to deal with them, on how to approach them, how to motivate them. And we also use it with our clients. So we know which type of approach works best for every client with different personalities. Even their preferred way of reporting, we base it on their DISC profile. And for me, I have also used this apart from work, I have also used it in my MBA thesis. I've been using it for quite a decent time, and so my familiarity of this system has tremendously increased from the very first time I've used it. So a little trivia before we proceed. I did not believe in personality tests before. I'm not sure if that resonates with you, but I find it cheesy or something that doesn't really work. But people insist to be important. I didn't know back then how these tests could have saved me from so many unnecessary misunderstandings. Because if I knew how to identify someone's personality, I could have had an idea on how to manage that person or deal with that person based on his or her personality. Anyway, back to the topic. To make things easier for today's discussion, we will be using different term, not the DISC term, in categorizing our bosses. And that is just to make everything simpler. So the four common types of bosses we will discuss today are... First is the demanding or the tough. Second, the emotional or the visionary. Third is the very nice. I think this is everyone's favorite or everyone's dream boss. And fourth is the by the book. Now, what you can expect is that every boss or client that we work with tends to possess the qualities of the four types of bosses, but there would be one or two of which that will closely describe them. I'd like to give a disclaimer though. The terms used here do not have any positive or negative meaning. They're only used as descriptions. So 
let's say, a demanding or tough profile or boss doesn't mean that that person is terrible or an emotional person or visionary means someone dramatic. No, in this episode, those words are just words and used to describe the person. No judgment of whether the person is good or not. So to get started, I want you to take a pen and paper or maybe your phone or basically anything you can use to go through this quick assessment. Or if you don't have anything handy, just continue listening and think about your answers in your head. What we will do is I will have you assess your boss's personality profile based on how you know him or her. So why are we doing this? This will help us uncover two things. First is how well do you know your boss? And second, how well do you read people and their personality? As in how much do you pay attention to their behavior or traits? It's important that as early as now, you would know how well do you know your boss, otherwise it will be difficult for you to determine his strengths and weaknesses and for you to look at him objectively. It would also be difficult to manage your boss's insecurity or weakness or manage your way of opposing with him if you don't know his traits. Secondly, we have to know as early as now, how well do you read people and their personality? A lot of the activities and topics we will discuss in this podcast involves your ability to read your boss. And so we have to know how well or less aware you are in that area so that you would know how much you need to work on to improve in that aspect. Anyway, so... What will happen is I want you to draw two columns. The column on the left, write down all the four types of bosses, as in the demanding, emotional, very nice, or by the book. And then the column on the right, write down at the top most, write down the name of your boss. Now, if you need to work on two or more bosses or clients, then just add more columns to the right. So by now, you would have a table with the personality types in the left and your boss or client's name or names on the right. Now, what I will do is I will describe to you the different behavior of each personality type. What you have to do is determine how likely or unlikely it describes your boss. So you will use this grading system. You will only choose from one two, or three. Three, you will write down three if it really describes your boss. You will write down two if it somehow describes your boss. And you will write down one if it least likely describes your boss. All right, so here are the descriptions for every personality profile. For the demanding or tough boss, this person is usually very straightforward. You would find his aura a bit intimidating. You would notice that he wants to get things done as soon as possible, so you would receive a lot of urgent emails from him. He would always talk about business more than personal matters. You would notice that he doesn't care much about the process as long as he gets things done, so he's very outcome-driven. He doesn't give a lot of instructions, and so he has tendencies to have very short emails. He always challenges you. He gives deadline and very strict with deadlines. 
Next one is for the emotional or visionary boss. So this boss is usually very funny. You love to chat with him. He talks to you about personal life and personal matters. You feel so relaxed talking to this person or to this boss. He has big visions for the company, but sometimes can have too many visions and it can get a bit confusing. He forgets about tasks at times. He can be easily get carried away with emotions. He doesn't set deadlines, rather he asks you to set the deadlines yourself. Third is the very nice boss. So this type of boss is usually very understanding and supportive, also can be very soft-spoken. He always prioritizes you more than the work itself. He's always worried to give too much work for you. He do everything to support you and is always there every time you're stuck or you need help. And just like the emotional or visionary boss, he doesn't give any deadlines. Rather, he always allows you to just set the deadlines yourself. And the last type of boss is the by the book. Now, this person is very process driven. He prefers things to be in order and sticks to schedule or routine. He can be blunt at times, but not because he is rude, just, you know, process driven. He may not be that sociable as well and very particular with deadline and output. Okay, so those are the brief descriptions for every type of personality profile for your bosses. Now, if you wanted to assess two or more clients or bosses, just feel free to rewind this podcast a few minutes back to go through the description again. If you're done filling out the table, by now there would be numbers in each personality profile that I have described a few minutes ago. So whichever profile where your answer is three... That is probably the type of boss you're working with. Now, I'm saying probably because, again, we only have very few qualifications here. So we have not really covered everything. And so the margin of, for error or changes could be significant. But this is already a good start. Now, if you got two or more types with an answer of three, try to do this activity again later and really think and assess your boss. Or you can also allow a few more days to pass by or maybe a week and, you know, you observe your boss and then do this activity again. All the other profiles with answers one or two mean that those are the less evident personalities in your boss. So he is less likely those types. What you have to do is to focus on the personality profile of your boss, whether you've assessed him as demanding, emotional, by the book, or very nice. If you had a really hard time doing this activity because you were unsure about the traits of your boss or it was difficult for you to know whether the description fits your boss or not, then there is a big chance that you do not know your boss well enough. If you don't know him, most likely you don't have a good understanding of his strengths and weaknesses, which is supposed to be a very essential information in managing bosses. So I encourage you to start paying more attention on that. 
It's normal for most followers to not mind so much the traits of their bosses until, you know, someone tells them to do so. So don't worry if you weren't paying attention to it before. I had the same thinking before too, but now that you're a student of becoming an empowered follower, you have to work on improving your knowledge in this area because no one else can fill this for you. Anyway, for those who are able to come up with one personality profile of their boss, now that you have an idea of the type of boss you are working with, we will now work on you practicing to see your boss objectively, as in with less emotions and no bias. Now, I don't know what you currently feel towards your boss or client right now, whether you feel so happy, annoyed, so-so, or nothing. Whatever that is, it's good to keep this activity in mind in times when your emotions towards your boss is so high, particularly when you're too annoyed or upset or any negative emotion towards your boss. During those moments, it's best to practice to neutralize or equalize or balance our emotions to keep ourselves from doing or saying anything out of emotions. Neutralizing what we feel towards our boss allows us to, you know, see both the strengths and the weaknesses of that person. It also allows us to see that our boss is a mix of different things rather than just one or two traits. For example, if you like your boss so much or you really, really admire him, although this is such a good and positive thing, the potential downside of it is that, you know, you would have a very high expectations from your boss. You would always expect him to meet those standards. For example, if you like your boss because he always approves your requests, the moment that he says no for whatever valid reason, you would feel bad and you could start resenting him. Or if you like your boss because he is so supportive of you, the moment that he disagrees with what you propose and does not support you, you might feel bad. Lastly, if you hate your boss because he's so emotional and changes his mind all the time, you may miss the times when your boss has actually been decisive and concrete with his decisions. You only notice the times he changes his mind, which fuels your annoyance towards him. Now that you know your boss's personality profile, what we will do is we will discuss the top three common traits of that profile and then look at both the disadvantages and the advantages of that specific trait. This activity is very helpful because it allows us to see that even the most annoying trait of our boss has actually both its advantage and disadvantage. Let's start with the demanding or tough boss. Now the three common traits that I have here are straightforward, outcome-focused, and gives deadline. So first, being straightforward. Obviously, the advantage of working with someone who is straightforward is that there's no emotional drama and meetings are short and you always just get to the point. But the disadvantage of that is you may feel intimidated by that person or that person could sound too blunt. So if you're someone who's a bit sensitive, you could easily misinterpret how these type of boss communicates. 
For the next trait, which is outcome-focused, the advantage is you can play around with the process because this boss is not particular with how you do things. He just basically looks at the outcome. And the expected outcome is very clear. Now, the disadvantage of that trait is he doesn't give much guidance on the how. He just wants the outcome. And lastly, the last trait, which is he gives deadlines, is that the advantage is you will be encouraged to take your own initiative and be resourceful because you know exactly when the boss needs the task. But the disadvantage is that you would need to push yourself so hard to complete the task ahead of the deadline because you know how much the boss is very particular with it. Now for the next personality profile, which is emotional or visionary, the top three traits that we will be talking about are indecisive, talks too much, and allows you to decide on the deadline. Now first is the indecisive. The advantage of that is you can easily change the mind of your boss. So for example, if he decides on something that you don't agree with, you know that later you can easily change his mind. However, the disadvantage is that you can't start or continue working on a project because the boss frequently changes his mind. The next trait being talkative or chatty, the advantage of that obviously is you feel so relaxed talking or interacting with that boss because he's so friendly. But the disadvantage is it could eat up too much of your time because he loves to chat and so there are times when you would feel unproductive. Lastly, when he allows you to decide on the deadline, the advantage obviously is you won't be pressured because you have full control of the tasks and when you would need to submit it, but the disadvantage is you will be complacent as well. There is a tendency that you will be unproductive because there's no pressure coming from your boss on when he needs a task to get done. For those whose bosses are categorized under very nice, I bet a lot of you would be surprised to know that very nice leaders have disadvantages too. I mean, all of us are hoping and dreaming to be working with very nice bosses. However, some of their traits may not be that useful for us. So the three common traits I have here for very nice leaders or bosses are being too supportive, always worried to give you too much work, and puts you on top of everything. So with being supportive, the advantage of that is very obvious. You feel very empowered because your boss is always behind you, always supporting you with whatever you want to do. But the disadvantage is that you will be dependent. Because your boss is very supportive of you, there's not much room for you to strive harder or to work harder. The next trait, which is always worried to give you too much work, the advantage of that is you won't be overworked, but the disadvantage is you won't be challenged, meaning there's no opportunity for you to work harder or to really test your capability or to test your limits. Now, the last trait, which is putting you on top of everything, the advantage is you always get what you want, whatever you request from the boss, but the disadvantage is the boss could be not making any objective decisions in the company or can risk the company as a whole because he is just prioritizing your requests or what you want to happen. 
To make that point clearer, I can give an example. So if you are requesting for a leave because you need to travel somewhere for, let's say, 10 days, however, the boss knows that you are needed inside the business in order for it to run or there's no one who could replace you or work on critical tasks that you have to work on, instead of negotiating with you to lower down the number of vacation leave, he would just allow you to go on holidays for 10 days even if it was in the first place possible to negotiate with you to just spend 8 or maybe 7 days away from the office. Lastly, for those whose bosses are by the book, the three common traits of this type of boss are process-driven, not that sociable, and they stick to schedule. So with the first trait, process-driven, the advantage of that, obviously, is that they easily follow system and process. Now, I know that a lot of us have tried creating or proposing systems or processes inside the company, and we love bosses who are able to really stick to it instead of bending the rules we have created. Now, that is the very big advantage of working with a by-the-book boss. But the disadvantage of that is there's also not a lot of room for you to change or play around because they stick to routine or whatever is already working inside a company and they tend to stick with the process. The second trait, which is not that sociable, the advantage is you get things done a lot easier and faster because you don't chat a lot about personal matters and so you are a bit more productive. However, the disadvantage is that you also don't get to have genuine or deeper connection with your boss and you're not really sure what are the things that he wants or he doesn't want, his strengths or weaknesses because he doesn't talk much. Lastly, the trait which is the boss being able to stick to schedule. The advantage of that obviously is consistency, but the disadvantage, especially for those who's a bit adventurous or who wants to try new things, is that it could be boring or routinary. In a snapshot, what we just did is a mind exercise where we looked at a certain trait and tried to understand what are the advantage and disadvantages of that trait. In times when your emotion is so high towards your boss, work on this mind exercise. This has helped me innumerable times to keep myself from just blowing every time I see something frustrating or my boss or client and I disagrees on something. What I do is I extract the exact trait that's triggering my emotion and then focus on opposing or equalizing that emotion. So, for example, if I am feeling extremely happy or positive, to balance my expectations, I think of one or two disadvantages of that exact trait from my boss. Now, I only limit it to one or two because when you're feeling positive, it takes less effort to drag yourself back to the middle and look at things objectively again. It's kind of different with having extremely negative emotion though. So if I'm feeling extremely annoyed or upset, to balance my emotions, I think of three or more advantages of that exact trait from my boss. I think of more advantages because normally it's more difficult to drag ourselves out of a negative emotion than a positive one.
meaning it's more difficult to go back to a balanced, objective state of ours when we feel anything negative. This is why you need to push yourself to really think through. Another thing, when I was still new at doing this mind exercise, I often find it so hard to find advantages of my boss's trait that's annoying me. But the more you practice about it, the easier it becomes. Just always think about it, maybe while sipping your coffee, watching a movie, or while doing your exercise. Or sometimes, even if I'm not really feeling anything negative towards my boss, I think of that trait that often annoys me and think of all the advantages of that while my emotion is not high. This is so I can store those ideas in my head and go back to them when I need them. So as you get on with your day, remember these three simple steps to balance what you feel every time your emotion is so high towards your boss. Exact the trait that's triggering what you feel, think of its advantage, and then think of its disadvantage. In the next four weeks, we will dive deeper into the intricate details of dealing and managing each type of personality profile. Next week, we'll start off with a demanding or tough boss. In that episode, we will talk about the preference of a demanding boss or tough boss when it comes to interaction, communication, work style and dynamics, standards and procedures, problem solving, including the strengths and weaknesses of this type of boss. If you're currently not working for this type of boss, still try not to miss out next week's episode as it's the best way for you to prepare should you need to work closely with this type of boss in the future. If you've learned something from today's episode, don't forget to share this on your Instagram or Facebook stories and tag me. You can find me on Instagram at workyourway underscore up and on Facebook, just search for workyourwayup. If you know anyone who can learn a thing or two from the topics that we discuss here, make sure you don't leave a friend behind and share this podcast with him or her. It has been another fun episode full of new discoveries and lessons. Thank you so much for tuning in and see you all next time.